Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Speak podcast with today's guest, Stella Trincado, an outdoor lover, a Reiki master, someone whose presence I find to be profound, and someone I consider to be a great person and a good friend. Today, we talk about all things Reiki, including her journey into it, her current practice, her beautiful retreats where she teaches others, and some of her future plans and endeavors. I find out that Iceland likes fermented shark. We discuss a few pillars to a healthy lifestyle, and the keystone being a solid morning routine. I had an amazing time catching up with and learning from Stella. So thanks for being here and enjoy the episode. So I guess just how has been everything? It's been so long, really, since I've seen you. What have you been up to? Like, what's yeah. what's going on in your world right now? So, yeah, I mean, I feel like so many things have happened since last. What was it like last, last March? Spring. I think it was last March. Yeah, because I. It was right before I was going on a Sun Valley trip to go ski. Right. Um, was it the last time you gave me the Reiki session and then I did the oh, bike race? okay, that was after. I'm thinking of like about the first time we met, I guess. Okay, anyways. Anyway, <laughs> it's been a minute. Um. Yeah, but like I was saying, happy to be here, happy to catch up too. Um, I have been kind of just chilling in the Reiki world um i was working in park city still like up until this winter actually um as because i was working at free people and a few places on park city main street what's three people free people oh free people oh um, well if you have any like girl listeners still know okay but it's like a women's brand it's like boho and okay. like wellness and Got it. movement things but anyways yeah that was like my life for a little while but i've just been doing a lot of reiki um i did my final reiki master training in the fall um and i've moved studio since you came and saw me okay. i'm currently in sugar house i'm at um i'm sharing a space with an acupuncturist and it's like it's called Terra Care Salt Lake, and it's all these amazing female, not all female, but mostly female, um, like health and wellness practitioners. Um, so there's like massage therapists, acupuncturists, and there's a guy that does like ketamine therapy there, um, like so many cool people. So it's been like a really cute, cool community to be a part of. Um, gosh. What else is new? I just got a golden retriever puppy. I can't not mention that. <laughs> That's actually what I've been doing is um just every day, all day. Not sleeping and waking up at six fifteen every morning. <laughs> I know how it is. Training a pup is not the most enjoyable thing. Yeah. Um. So that's definitely been taking up a lot of my time. But uh, back to I. So I quit my jobs in park city finally i've been like wanting to do that for so long and just like dive deep into doing my own work and like working for myself which is pretty much what i'm doing like for the most part now which feels really good so how long were you doing like multiple jobs with reiki and then um i've always been working like three yeah. jobs at a okay. time that's like how i roll standard that's yeah. baseline Got yeah it. especially okay. in the winter because i work up at deer valley too in the ski shop mm. So that I can ski for free. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I mean that's what I maybe that should be my winter plan. No, like that's that's the thing to do in Utah is like go work up in one of the cottonwoods or like 
I don't know, wherever you like to ski or snowboard. Deer Valley is like a little too bougie for me, but I've been doing it since I was like 15. So that's I've just... not skied Deer Valley yet. Yeah, it's it's worth a try. I didn't ski once this last winter. Why? I know. Well, I moved here and it was so hectic and crazy with everything. And then, yeah, just didn't get out. Okay. Well, this, this year, but... maybe we'll have to get out there together. Yeah, I'm hoping to get the whole backcountry set up and then just do a lot of Same. ski touring. And then me and some buddies are in the talks of skiing all of Idaho's 12ers. Yeah, that would be awesome. So I'll that's have to the goal. Learn some mountaineering techniques, but really quick. Way out of my realm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way, uh, way out I, of my, I I'll take the Abbey course. I won't be one of those people. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, I need I'll to do, do that my due as diligence, well. but good. Oh, yeah, I'll be thinking of you. <laughs> Um, I would love to get a touring setup so I can like bring the dog out too and just do some like mellow stuff and like skin up and take put a it walk. in a backpack. Yeah, I mean, get, oh, you're, she'll be, be big she'll enough. She'll be big by the time. Yeah, the ski. She's already getting so her paws are so big. So I'm like, you're gonna be bigger than I am. But <laughs> well, before I dive in with thousands of questions about Reiki, okay, I want to hear about your wild Iceland and Alaskan trips you took a yeah. couple years ago. Uh. I think it's like can... Iceland. Like, what was that like? I guess what was the whole premise <laughs> yeah. of the trip? I I mean, I think about it every day still. Still. And how long ago was this one? This was in 2018. Okay. But it's like to date one of my favorite trips I've ever taken. It's just like, it's iconic. It's Iceland. Like, everyone mm -hmm. dreams of going there. Um, and it did not disappoint at all. It was like everything I dreamed of. Did uh, the wind stand up to? The wind was definitely reputation. present. Yeah. yeah. It was there. So I went with my boyfriend at the time and we had booked our tickets and then his two younger sisters were like, what the heck? Like, yeah. what do you mean? We're not coming? And so they bought their tickets like the same week. I was like, all right, well, I guess there's going to be it's four of us. Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we rented one of those like camper vans and it wasn't like a cool like an Instagram. Um, yeah, it wasn't Instagram worthy yeah. by any It wasn't a cool sprinter. Mm -hmm. It was, um, I think it had like, it was very colorful and had like flowers and it was not Iceland at all, but it was okay. just what we landed in. All right. So, what type yeah. of, so what type of van are we talking about? Like a big one or like an old like 80s? Oh, uh, no, it was a newer, but like, gosh, I don't even know like what. I don't know my vans, oh, but it was just, a, it wasn't a cool one. Okay. Yeah. But I, like all four of you were in there? Yeah. We slept and in there for a week. <laughs> yes. Pretty... Um, so it had like a bunk bed style thing where it like pulled out with like a loft you could sleep in. It's a tall van. And then the bottom seats like folded into a bed. Okay. So yeah, it was a, it was a solid right. size van. It was just like the outside wasn't anything okay. special. But... Nonetheless, it got us around. We uh -huh. did the entire ring road. Um, we hit all of the hot springs, the glaciers. Um, yeah, like I, I don't have any words to explain <laughs> it. It's so, so beautiful. Bad. Every time I drive through like, like Parley's Canyon or something, and it's like a little foggy and like mm -hmm. super green, I'm like, ah, oh, reminds me of Iceland. And there's like no one living no, there right no like, it's yeah deserted besides like the other random tourists you'll see yeah so we went in like end of september october and i'm not sure what they're busy that might be towards the end of their busy season but there was still people like in like 
the hubs, you know. Okay. And Reykjavik was busy, obviously, that's the capital. Um, and that city in itself was like an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing about Iceland is the food. Food isn't great. No. What what type of <laughs> what what were you eating there? Um, so they they're like famous for their hot dogs of all things in like gas stations. Okay, gas station food. Yeah. Got like it. you you go in a gas station and like you pick up a hot dog and like get all the the fixings. And that's that's it. That's an Iceland thing. All right. Everything else is like pretty bland. Um they have some like very strange delicacies like fermented shark. Shark. Mhm. Fermented. So mm-hmm. the meat is mm-hmm. just fermented. Yeah, not great. But aside from the food. (laughs) Do they cook it? Or is it like a sushi type dish? I think it was cooked. I think. I don't know. Funky I'm assuming it's sour. Kind of scary. Yeah. Okay. I'm not very picky either. And Iceland's food was a little. We brought a lot of like mountain house meals uh, as like backup. And we use those quite often. Mm. So. Understandable. Yeah, but would definitely go back for the the hot springs and the like. Um, I think we actually might be going at the end of the summer again, but that's oh, it's nothing's planned. Hmm. It's it's up in the air. But yeah, I follow a bunch of people that have biked the whole thing, like yeah. biked to the ring yes. road, or like they just went straight across. Yeah, like Chris Ricard's yeah, done Chris it Ricard. a million times. Yeah. And then him and uh, Gus Morton, they're making a film about um like addiction recovery mm. and so they went from north to south in the winter and mm-hmm. it's wild like they weren't even on roads they were on fat bikes just from north to south and i was following it when it was happening but they're on a kickstarter project right now to try and fund mm. to make it like a future length film wow but that was some crazy stuff yeah. like his bike their bikes break at one point and their gloves are off for they have to take turns working on the bike for like two minutes at a time because the frostbite sets yeah. in so fast. Oh my god! Yeah, it's wild. Okay. But so interesting though. Yeah. And that that's like that's type two fun for sure. <laughs> that's Winter something else. Yeah. On a bike. Multiple <laughs> days too. Yeah. Good for them. I respect it very heavily. Oh, for sure. And then my buddy, another buddy of mine, he uh, went to like the renewable energy university over there. It's like one of the leading ones in the world okay because they have winds thermal yeah hydro and i can't remember the fourth one there's a there's a fourth sustainable energy that they study there and it's like solar i mean that's the common one but i want to say it was like something weird that i was like oh that's what you do over there okay should have researched it a little bit more but he's still over there and just like does like crag climbs in these like random spots but all right yeah, just went over there. And so was your Alaska trip kind of the same? Like rented a van and... Yes, on a bigger scale. More of us. Mm-hmm. There was like eight of us and a dog Okay. in a giant... It wasn't... RVs... It was an RV, basically. A van is too small of a word to use for this yeah, trip. Yeah. We were in an RV. Um, and it was like six guys and two girls and then a dog. And it was... We were so gross by the end of that trip, but it was so worth it. Um, We flew into Anchorage and then picked up this RV and drove down to like the Kenai Peninsula. So we were kind of just roaming around like same thing, Uh, glaciers, 
um, just different hikes and viewpoints. It, there's so much to see in Alaska. It's like, how do you see it all? Yeah. Alaska is, I feel like, one of the most underrated places. Oh, my gosh. Because growing yeah. up, just until I went last year, but up until that point, it was like the only time I heard about it, someone's uncle or their dad goes fishing there yeah. like every year. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And then like when I was flying in, I'm like, what is going on? I know. Where like, did you go? This place is Skagway. Super small town near Juneau. Okay. Yeah, I flew in there and then had to get on a seaplane, which was an experience yeah. and a half. That was weird. That's awesome. And then, yeah, I flew over the glacier fields and then you just like come into this little town that sits in this inlet, like you're back there. Yeah. And uh, the plane landed. We pulled my bike my bike box off because I flew my bike up there. Mm-hmm. And the pilot and I were just the only ones on the tarmac getting my bike off. And then he's like, well, I'm going to try and make it back before the uh, weather gets bad again. So this is like a, it's like a Walter Mitty moment. Oh, yeah. I just left. I was, I was stuck there. <laughs> and That's then awesome. uh, it was either that seaplane or a like six-hour ferry ride out. And then the only road into that city is the border of Canada. Right, right, right. Of course. Yeah. Um, so that that's was a wild. Kind of like magical too. At the same time, though, like that's kind of the dream to go live off grid in Alaska and kind of, <sighs> kind of, and then you do it. <laughs> and then and after you're like, two weeks of not seeing this. the sun and just rain and wind galore in a town of like nine hundred people, yeah, it was like, yeah, I kind of understand the stereotype of drug abuse and alcohol abuse up there. Like people that live there. I really understood it at that point. I was like, wow, there's nothing to do. And I'm in here in the summer. Yeah. But the weather was still so bad. Like, Yeah. But uh, the other cool thing I realized there was when I was on hikes in like the woods, forest, it felt more like Hawaii than mm, like the big mountains here. Yeah. Like it's so green, like so much moss. It's incredible. It, was, it should be its own country. <laughs> I mean, bigger um, than every yes. other country pretty much. Um, I agree with that though. I think... Anchorage was the sketchiest Airbnb I've ever stayed in, ever. Like nothing even comes close. Really? Yeah, it was. I don't even. I. It was my only. Like a crack house, bad. Kinda. Yeah, the neighborhood we were in would not go outside. Mm. We were there for one night before we like went to pick up the RV the next day, and I was like, "So this is Anchorage. This is awesome." Yikes! Yeah, haven't spent. I didn't spend any time there. But didn't miss much. How far could you drive the RV around? Uh, I mean, we were there for, it was a two-week trip. Oh, wow. Was so, there a cabin fever in that RV? We got out enough during the day that it was like, okay. we weren't sitting in there for like too long. You weren't putting in like six-hour days driving or? You, you know, not very many. Okay. No, maybe like the first and last day when we were like heading back to catch our flight, but. No, we were we were out and about a lot of the time, and we met up with some friends, um, Callan and Abby Hearn. They're photographers, because um, they like live up there half the year, oh, um, and they're like cool. they have a full on like built out rig that they with our dog. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was fun like meeting up with them, and then towards the end of the trip, we it was my twenty first birthday. And we got an Airbnb in Girdwood, like right at the base of Alaska Resort. And they had like a hot tub. And that was like a nice end to the trip. Mm. Where it was 
You're out of that gross RV. We were we went not fishing in, not in the crack house. And we went to this like fish camp that one of the guys we were with had worked out and they like smoked fish. So we all smelled like smoked salmon and like it was it was bad. <laughs> but you gotta have smoked salmon off. Or do you not, are Here's you not a fish thing. person? I am a fish person. Oh. I don't love smoked fish. So it kind of ruined it for me. Like I had this opportunity to have this fresh Alaska salmon that like my friends caught out of the ocean. And I did, they just did that. And I was like, <laughs> no one asked me. And then we all had to smell like smoked salmon for like the rest of the week. It's like so rude. Gosh. But yeah, back to the Airbnb and like the good part. We Yeah, we were staying in the hot tub. It was my 21st birthday and like northern lights just like come out above oh, us what what is that like <laughs> kind of sir it was like the it was at least midnight so it was like none of us were like it's not like you like wait for it it just yeah. like starts happening and you're like oh oh that's the northern lights about it's actually me. happening yeah um beautiful magical experience i does it just seem fake is it like beyond? Because I like have seen so many pictures and videos of it. Yeah, in I feel like in photos it's depicted a lot stronger, like the saturation of it or something. Yeah, usually. But it's still like with the naked eye, you look up and you're like, oh, there's like green dancing above me in the sky. Like it's, yeah. it was cool. It was like the best birthday present that the universe could have given me. So thanks. <laughs> that is incredible. Man. Yeah. So I guess with experiences like that in Iceland and Alaska, like what benefits do you think like traveling the world carries on? Because you say you still think about Iceland and it's been four yeah. years. I mean I it's almost like it makes you nostalgic. I love that like nostalgic feeling that mm -hmm. you get for places. Um the memories that you gain from them, like the people that you're with. It's just everything together builds up to make this like magical experience in your brain and you like want to relive it all the time and that's just i like itch for that feeling more and more so it's like going to new places and like that feeling of never being somewhere before and then like finally getting there and it's mm -hmm. like does it meet like this vision that i had in my brain and when it does it's like mind-blowing it's like so surreal it's the best feeling <laughs> yeah no i totally understand that and like traveling the world and just different cultures and things you would never be um like you never experience those things otherwise yeah unless like going to those places but then it's like on the same end of like the spectrum people think you have to go to these like insane spots yeah and like always wanting to go somewhere wild and then i was like getting I kind of got mad at myself when I moved here because I was like, okay, I'll be in Utah. I can do so many things. And then for like the whole winter, I didn't really do much. Yeah. And then in the springtime, like trail running, have you been to Lake Blanche? Mm hmm I ran up there a couple weeks ago and then there was no tracks, like no skin yeah. tracks, like it was spring. And then it's pretty much like I was in the Swiss Alps or like something to that nature. Totally. And it's like- there's so many things, especially in Utah. Like we have Moab, St. Yeah. George. Like it's a dream. I love Utah. Like it is every time phenomenal. I leave Utah, here's the thing about traveling. Every time I leave Utah, I'm like, wow, I love my home like so much. Like there's nothing. It's so vast and diverse and comforting. Like I feel so safe here, mm -hmm. but like opportunity is everywhere. 
and it's growing immensely like we all know about you can never run out of things to do yeah especially if you're like into the outdoors it's just the best place to be yeah and then even like social life like salt lake has a lot going on like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of great nightlife there's a lot of great restaurants there's great food yeah i have a real hard time understanding why people hate this place right there's so many things you can get out of here then go live somewhere else and then remember how much you love utah i mean nowhere will be better than idaho ever (laughs) oh okay (laughs) right 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 so i feel the same way about idaho Mm -hmm. every time i go back just i mean it's a state there's no one there and every time i drive through it's like wow that's where i'll have my plot of lands someday yeah central idaho for sure um so going from traveling experienced a lot of things what kind of led you to reiki and like influenced that and did traveling have any kind of push or influence to that i so my journey to reiki was very like quick and spontaneous okay um i so i started getting into yoga when i was 17 like my senior year of high school and i've been on this like big yoga journey ever since and i got certified to teach and I've been practicing ever since then and that kind of led me into more of the like eastern practices eastern medicine um just more holistic like side of life Mm -hmm. I guess um and my so my teacher Amber she's in Ojai in California it's like a little bit oh hi is beautiful ventura have you been i lived in ventura that's right yeah oh hi is amazing how did i forget um yeah it's just this tiny little gem that no one knows about it's incredible yeah i so i have to explain how did you meet amber (laughs) um so yeah that's what i was saying um i've randomly started following her on instagram i don't know how or why i came across her page but i'd been following her for a while and she is the most beautiful human being on the planet. She's just this beam of light. And she curates these incredible like gatherings and trainings. And um, she works out of this beautiful little studio. Or yeah, it's like a yoga studio, like downtown Ojai. Um, And I just was seeing all these photos and I am just so, like anything very aesthetically pleasing is like, I love it. Draws you, yeah. So I'm I was like guilty of just like that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um like as an initial draw. Um, but I had like heard a little bit about Reiki, but I kind of blindly uh signed up for this training. I didn't really know much about it. I knew it was like a form of energy work and that I had to meet Amber for some reason. I just like felt like I needed to go down there and like learn from her and so yeah i just like signed up a few weeks before it was even happening and flew down there solo like didn't know anyone there i just like figured it out flew into lax um and drove up there and i didn't really have any intention of like working with it like besides like as a self practice Mm -hmm. when i left that first training so in reiki there's three levels there's uh, reiki one two and then like mastership and the one it's like you're kind of diving into how to 
utilize this practice like on yourself and then if you feel called to share it with others you can okay um but it's more like learning how to like self-heal and so i walked away from that training and i was like that was a magical experience like what a beautiful place do i want to live in ojai now um what am i doing in utah <laughs> um, but and then from there i kind of just like it was just like sitting in the back of my mind i still had like my other jobs in park city so i was like very I was busy with my other things that mm-hmm. were like soul sucking. Yeah. I <laughs> so, <understand>. yeah. <laughs> and fast forward like a few months, I'm like suddenly feeling called to start sharing this with other people. I didn't, like I said, I didn't have that intention. So, out of nowhere, I just kind of intuitively was like, dang, I feel like I should share this with other people i don't know much about it but i'm kind of gonna run with this little bit of knowledge that i do have and amber saw that i was like posting about it that i maybe wanted to start sharing it and she was like why don't you come down for okudin like a reiki two it's in like a week (laughs) and i wasn't (laughs) planning on going (laughs) and so yeah within one week it was like okay, I'm going back to Hawaii by myself. And that's what I mean. Like this whole journey has been like so spontaneous and like not planned or meditated on. So after that, I felt like very well equipped and confident in like sharing this practice and bringing it to Salt Lake. Um, That was like another huge aspect of like what Amber does. I was, I went down there and I was so excited to like bring exactly what she does, like all her intention behind the work that she has there I wanted to bring that feeling back to Utah and like share it with my community here Um, so it was like all-encompassing so I started sharing it quickly after I did that second training and And when was this timeline this is okay in last spring okay so my first training was in October and then that second one was in March That was the timeline. So I like went through the winter and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this or like what I'm going to do with this, Mm -hmm. if anything. Yeah. Um, So I guess for for everybody, including myself, like what is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, um, I have a full-time job explaining exactly what it is that I do these days. Well, (laughs) Um, a a brief summary. Yes. I've been working on my like raking in that shell for a while now. The elevator Um, pitch. Yes, yes. Like I have to sell people on it. Uh, So Reiki is a Japanese form of energy work. It works kind of similar to how acupuncture works. Like if you're familiar with that a little bit more. And it's just instead of needles, it's all through light touch with the hands. Um, And it kind of... You're, like, using this innate, like, life force energy that's, like, flowing through all of us. Like, mm-hmm. you don't you don't have to have a special, like, talent or, like, I don't know. People think that it's, like, you have to see things or, like, okay. be connected to the spirit yeah. realms to deal with this. But anyone can practice Reiki. Um, it's just a matter of, like, tuning into that work mm-hmm. and, like, being intuitive and like wanting to do the work. But Reiki basically helps to adjust like the chi or the prana, that like life force energy and balance it in the body. So 
sometimes we might hold like any blocks or stagnant energy, uh, whether that's physical, mental, emotional, like we can hold blocks in the body. Like we, we all do it. <laughs> um, and so Reiki can help any of those ailments and kind of help things start flowing again and bring that healthy life force energy back into the body so that we can like heal quicker and, um, just feel kind of revitalized. It's very peaceful and calming and it's very deep self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can do it as if you were going to go get a massage or something, but instead of like really deep tissue work, this is just working with the energetic body, uh, which we forget about, but it's a huge element in our health and well-being. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I mean, the experience I had with, it, with you was one of the, I mean, I told you the other day, like, yeah. I haven't stopped thinking about yeah. it for, like, that long. And I've told you a little bit about the experience I had, but not, like, the full thing. And I guess for everyone listening, I'll share it real quick. Yeah. But, yeah, I've seen all your posts from one of your trainings and, like, everything about it. And, like, yeah, it is very aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. It was cool. And I was like, what is this about? And then when you invited me to come get a session, I was like, why not? Like can't hurt yeah it can't hurt and but like being raised in idaho and a very conservative community and family and all that like that's this type of stuff's hocus pocus Mm -hmm. and so i was like "Eh, whatever and then like going in i remember telling you i was like i don't know what is about to happen like what is going to happen and you're like don't worry about it just lay down i'm like what (laughs) you didn't even explain anything yeah like like, you don't have to do any of the work you just uh, lay here and you're like all right just Close your eyes and relax. I'm like, what is happening? And <laughs> it was super peaceful. And like there was like incense and like music and it was cool. And I was like, all right, like I'm going to be here. I'm going to be present in it. Like let's just take all this in right now. And uh, and then what I have shared with you, like my whoop, shout out whoop. It's a great thing. But uh, <laughs> I remember like getting out of that session and then like looking at my heart rate. Yeah. And it dropped like my resting heart's like 48, 49. Mm-hmm. And then during the session, like from start to finish, like on the chart, it's like dropped like 43 and just like was there. Yeah. Which that was insane to see like the science behind it. Like I just, like my personality, like I needed that kind of scientific proof. Totally. And I was like, whoa, like that's crazy. And then also, I guess the more crazy thing, like being uh, raised in like a religious family and like how prayer and like answers were taught to me mm-hmm. like they just come in your head like the yeah. answers will just like start to appear and stuff like that and i remember like during the session like things that i was anxious about or decisions i needed to make just started to just like make sense and they were just like coming like one after the other and i was like this is so weird <gasps> and then this is it and you're like okay i'm done i'm like wow like that was wild and then walking out the door you're like yeah make sure you drink a lot of water today like you're gonna get dehydrated i was like what do you mean i I just laid on the table yeah it's like that i'm like i already do drink a lot of water because that day i drove to st george and had a bike race the next day so i'm like i'm prepping for a race i'm going to drink my typical water i have a huge yeti with me all the time i remember getting to st george and i was like oh my gosh like i am so dehydrated (laughs) Like, it was one of the most wild things. It was just one thing after another that day. Oh, I love but, that. Yeah. I didn't know all these details. That's 
That's risky it's for you. It's awesome. Yeah. So I'm super stoked. Yeah. And then I'm super interested in the training that you're doing soon. But first, yeah. I want to finish the story with Amber. Yeah. And like that thing. Um, I to... Well, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I, I honestly love like the, the heart rate thing too, because you're the only one that's ever like shared that info with me. So it's like very tangible. Mm -hmm. So it's just so cool. It's just that's when your body like really drops into that really restful meditative healing state yeah, yeah that's where healing happens it's like there's a reason the same our heart rate's the lowest. yeah yeah exactly it's like we all need it yep but yeah reiki just like a side note you don't no talking is involved it's like all it's all through like light touch um it's intuitively guided you don't need to do any of the mental work compared to like other therapies mm -hmm. so your body and me like i'm just the medium like dancing with your energy like your body's doing the work i'm just like helping it like open up and move mm -hmm. around um but yeah no talking is needed and i feel like a lot of people like that especially like i'm very introverted and Same. Yeah. things like that are like a lot more appealing to me than like going and sitting in like a separate therapy session where i like have to talk through like what's going in my head mm -hmm. um that has its time and place, but it's just like a different modality that. Yeah. Well, I've even done like some yoga classes with like 40, 30 people and they're talking and they're talking very, not emotionally charged, but I don't know. You're in the yeah. yoga session, you yeah. know, kind of how they talk and Absolutely. you're with all these strangers and you're being asked to like look inside and do all these things. You're like, who are all these people I'm sharing this experience with? Which yeah. in its way can have its own beauty and things like that. But then you can just like hear people that are like uncomfortable and they're like mm -hmm. laughing with their friends. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, not about yeah. it. <laughs> um, totally. I. So, I so what happens that. at like Amber's retreats first off? So yeah. Um, multi-day I'm assuming. Yeah. Multi-day there. Some people do Reiki trainings in like one day. And I'm like, how do you do that? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> how do you learn so much information? <laughs> um, well, I, and I feel like in those situations, you're meeting a lot of new people. Mm -hmm. It's a new environment. Yeah. My group was like pretty large too the first time around. Okudin was a bit smaller of a group. You know, not everyone wants to keep like journeying through um, each level and each certification. Um, so yeah, each each training that I did with her got a little bit smaller and more intimate, which was like even more special. Uh, but the way, like I said, she she holds so much space and um, intention behind everything that she does. And it's just so apparent through start to finish. Um, she opens all of her things up with like a council session. So we're all like there and open to share what we feel called to share and like what called us here. Um, and everyone has their chance to speak. And I think a very important part of this is like, it's like the talking stick or like, uh, it could be a rock or like whatever it is like mm -hmm. in the circle, like only the person that's holding that can talk. And so it really makes you listen to each other. And um, she kind of inspired this thought of you, we're so guilty of, like sitting in a circle and like knowing that your turn is coming up and thinking about what you're going to say and what your answers are. Yeah. I'm yeah. horrible at it. Yeah. But ever All since- All these flashbacks of my childhood. So yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I gotta introduce myself. Like, like why did I psych it? myself out so hard? <laughs> 
But yeah, she really inspired this like, listen to like what people are saying, like without thinking about how you're going to respond to that question and like Mm -hmm. really like see them and listen to them and their story and be spontaneous when it comes around to you. Like what is on your heart um, in that moment? And that's like what needs to come through. So yeah, I just, that's one huge takeaway that I had from that very first training was like, wow, literally in the first five minutes, it's like the intention behind this circle. It's like, this is not a normal gathering. This is, this is council. This is like wholesome. Yeah, not <laughs> um, just icebreakers and superficial. Yeah, it, yeah, it's very um, intimate. It's really great. And she does that in all of her settings. Um, but yeah, a couple days for each of them. And it's a lot of that. It's a lot of counsel work, you know, like sharing together and then self-practice and then learning to practice on other people. Um, Reiki, it's not really like a written um, like therapy, you know, it's more like orally taught. I think one of one of the first teachers didn't allow like note taking in her class. Like it was all just shared Hmm. in person. And I thought that was really interesting too because I'm a huge note taker. Yeah. I just, I love writing. And so I was just kind of like sitting in the circle, like listening. Like I really learned how to be a good listener in this class, mm-hmm. which is like not something that I would have ever thought that I would learn from this training. But do you think that leads into you interpreting it for yourself, which will yeah. then draw in the people to work with you yes because like i didn't know you went really before i did that session uh-huh. but i had seen other people do sessions or that do reiki and i was like didn't really feel drawn in any way yeah so yeah it really allows you to open up that space and make it your own practice and that's i feel like because i didn't take very many notes i had like two like loosely pieces of paper about reiki and like how to do it (laughs) and how to use it (laughs) and i that made it easier for me to like jump into this work and be Uh like okay like i have my certification like i'm a reiki practitioner so there's not this giant checklist yeah like so what does that look like to me and like what are the important takeaways from that training that i want to bring here and like embody and like it was more of like a feeling it was like I want to be Amber when I grow up kind of a thing because she's just, yeah, like a pillar of light and like so like sweet and like so she has this perfect balance of like feminine and masculine energy where she can like hold all this space for these trainings but like listen so intently like from the heart and she's just, I like love her so much. She's the best. Um, But yeah, like what, how could I bring that back in myself and like share that with people here and yeah, I didn't have a bunch of notes to go off of, so it was, like, more intuitive, and I think that's the coolest part. So when you meet with other practitioners, do you share, like, what you do? Is it, like, different to every person? Are there tips and tricks, I guess? Yeah. So in you, I only know, like, a couple people here in Utah that practice. Like, the community is not that big. Mm -hmm. Most times that I'm, like, introduced... I'm the one that's introducing yoga to people, or not yoga, Reiki, mm-hmm. um, like for the first time. So it's just, 
there's not much to share here. But like in a training like that, like as I move forward in like Reiki 2 and becoming a master, it was like, I kind of saw like where people's thoughts and like questions were at. Okay. And within them, like sharing and like asking all the questions and training with them and spending so much time, I realized how like confident I felt in my own abilities. It was like, I went and I didn't really have that many questions because I just was like, it just wasn't confusing. It came like very naturally. And I don't know, people overthink it, I mm. guess. But I think at the end of the day, we're all kind of feeling very similar things. And I can even share that with clients of mine where it's like, you know, at the end of a session, it's like checking in. How did you feel about that? Like comparing it to what I felt. And it was like, we're feeling the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they're not even trained in it, but they're still feeling it. So it's like, like I said, it's this innate life force energy. We all have it flowing through us. So it's just everyone's experience with it is going to be a little bit different but the same at the same time. Wow. So are you a master? Have you done all? I'm a Reiki master. Reiki master. And how long did that take you? That, I think that was like an eight day training. Okay. Um, and I did that last fall. And that was like the longest time I'd ever spent there. It was a very long week. I was going. Sorry, <laughs> you were what? Oh, I was just like exhausted okay. at the end of that because yeah. it's just, it takes a lot of like mental, emotional work too. So. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. The question just along those lines of being, I'm assuming in such like a peaceful and like wholesome state for so long, like you're in this special place with special people mm -hmm. learning a special thing for eight days. Yeah. I haven't done anything for eight days in a row in a really long time. Yeah. Like with such intent. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Just, I don't even know what I want to ask about just being just fully exhausted, just mentally, spiritually. Yeah. And yeah, it was with a bunch of, like, I don't, I know them, but mm -hmm. like, I don't know them well. We all come from different places. So are people um, coming from all over the country to come mm -hmm. see her? Yeah, there was like a girl from the East Coast. There were a few people from LA, which wasn't too far, but I don't know. I was the, only, I was the girl from Utah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was like a deep dive of like morning to night of just doing this work. And like, I came back from that trip and I was like, how do I like integrate back into normal life now mm -hmm. after like the spiritual experience I just had? Um, but yeah, all in all, it's like her trainings are magical and beautiful and as intensive as you want it to be, you know, like you can bring your intention there and like choose to do the work. Yeah. And when you do, it's like, you feel it. You're going to get what you put in. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just uh, so much love for Amber and Ojai. And, and so what are some of like the common like benefits and like uses for Reiki? Like kind of like if someone's struggling with like X, Y, and Z or. Yeah. I mean, like people that. come see me for like literally anything like a lot of it's anxiety um people that can't sleep because it is so like deeply restful mm -hmm. most times like after a reiki session you'll go home and like pass out like i always tell people like 
drink a lot of water and be mindful of what comes up like rest if you need to like really listen to your body definitely drink a lot of water people yeah yeah <laughs> um it, physical things like people have come to me like with physical injuries or like post-surgery just to like get that flow going to like expedite that healing in that area so it can be like really focused on one part of the body or most times people are like i'm fine like i feel fine i just wanted to try it okay. i'm like that's great like it's just like a full body reset almost yeah. um so yeah you could literally come see me for anything like neck pain headaches um anxiety just the like well i've got a new uh, knee injury from running so i might have to like blanche will do that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah sorry my mic's just like Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. You're good. Um. Okay, so you're putting on. Is this your first retreat you're putting on this fall, or have you done? This is my first public one. Okay. So I just did a few weeks ago my first like small scale, intimate one with a few like closer friends that wanted to do it, and that was like a really great gateway into stepping into that like role of teacher mm -hmm. um and it like i just got some like takeaways from that like oh yeah i definitely want to do this for my training this year and um, i don't want to do that and location and just figuring like out all the details while also like sharing it with close friends with, which was so special mm -hmm. and like not a lot of pressure um but yeah so i am doing one uh, at the end of september this year and I capped it at like 10 people. So it's gonna be down like right outside Bryce Canyon. And I rented these like three teepees. Nice. So magical. <laughs> I'm like so stoked. But yeah, they're like these round teepees and they there's like sleeping accommodation. So everyone that's like signed up can sleep there. Um, it's so it's like a full on like weekend experience and I wanted to make it like a little, I made it a little more me, like compared to like what Amber does mm -hmm. in Ojai. I was, it's a little like earthier <laughs> and like, okay. if you like camping, like you're in yeah. a teepee, but like it's still camping. Yeah. Um, it's and like, like borderline glamping. For sure glamping. Okay, for sure. Yes. Um, We're talking mattresses inside these teepees or like cots and- Cots, okay. yeah. So it's like, it's chilly. Like it was, pre it got pretty cold when we were down there a few weeks ago. It's the best best way to sleep yes and like we got to sit around the fire at the end of the day and like you don't have to talk about reiki there but like you can also share like about your day mm -hmm. and it's just i don't there's something so healing about campfires too so that was like a must in my training just like being able to like gather and uh, i love the tp because it's like it's the perfect the circle like we all just get to like sit on the floor and like be with each other um and people are like flying out for that too. And I'm just like, that's amazing. I mean, is that a, what is that? Yeah. So how do you feel about that? People are flying out to come. Yeah. See um, I'm not. I have like zero fear or anything around it, but it's just like, gosh, people like trust me to like guide them through this experience, and that's 
incredible and so like deeply humbling and I'm just so grateful. Well, I'll vouch for you if they have any questions. Okay. I don't know much about Reiki, but my experience was a 10 out of thank 10. Thank you. Thank you. I'll put your review on my website here quick. Um, but yeah, you people, I I think I know a few of them. Um, maybe like three of them I know. Okay. But the rest are just like people that I've wow. never met before. That's amazing. Like it filled up a lot quicker than I anticipated. I'm like blowing myself away. <laughs> like I'm not even here bragging. I'm like, what just No, happened? you're not bragging at all. No, this is an amazing thing. I like did like a soft launch of it in uh -huh. like, gosh, it was like March or February or something. And then I kind of like was quiet about it for a little bit. Like a few people had signed up. And then this last week or past week or two, I re-announced it, like more details, more photos. And it filled up so quick and I just like can't believe it. And one girl was like, I can't make it actually. I have like a prior commitment. And then so I had like one spot open up like last minute and a, a person snagged it in like two minutes after seeing wow. on my story. So I was like, this is the beginning. <laughs> I so already you, need to plan another one basically. Oh okay, yeah, so that's saying. my next question. Are you wanting to do these more frequently in the future? Yeah, a couple I, times a year, I was kind of le like letting the people lead the way, you know? I wasn't gonna like try and force a bunch of trainings to happen. I'm, I was gonna kind of feel them out and be pretty organic about it. So how many people did you have to turn away for this one? Did you have a lot of people message you about it? <laughs> I had like, on the, the last day where I was like, I had like one spot open up. Mm -hmm. I had like three people DM me about it within okay. like the hour, but like someone had already snagged it. So, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how many people beyond that like initial 10 would have come, but there's definitely more out there. And I think, you know, once I'll start sharing more about it and like after this next one and have content and like people sharing about it exactly like it'll those 10 keep people growing. and they talk to five people yeah and, and it's like quickly turns to 50. reiki's kind of mysterious because people are like okay what's reiki yeah. like where are you going you're gonna go sit in a teepee and learn about energy work uh -huh. like that's kind of fun um and it's like on the rise for sure like people people are more and more interested in like alternative health and like healing i definitely yeah i'm glad to see things are taking that turn for sure yeah. like yeah you probably have the same opinion of big pharma yeah maybe as i do and it's just like there's better ways to take care of our body yeah like getting to the root of the issue that's what yeah. reiki is so beautiful at is okay it's getting to the energy body it's like where the problem is at like where's that initial block whereas you know medication and like some of them have their place obviously but True. a lot 100%. of like western medicine is just like covering up the problem without asking why it's happening yeah I think that's the biggest thing is why is this happening to you rather than like, how do you get rid of it? Yeah, especially when you see how a lot of issues can be solved with changing diet and exercise. Oh my like, gosh, yeah. It's pretty mind boggling It's when you look at that. It's scary where we've come to, but like I have hope because I don't know, there's like like-minded individuals mm -hmm. that like want the same thing at the end of the day and you know, value health and wellness and community and you know, all these other things. Yeah. So I don't know. So I'm curious if, does Reiki have any, I guess, emphasis on like what you put into your body as energy wise goes of like clean, like good things. Obviously like living off processed foods isn't great. 
right. eating clean and healthy is yeah, better. Huge. Is it? Is there any, I guess, correlation? Yes, absolutely. Um, like mind, body, spirit is like when those things are aligned, like you should be thriving. Yeah. So, okay. you know, like your energy body could be okay, but it's like if you're not taking care of your physical vessel, then it's, you know, you're like canceling one out and like that keeps spiraling and it like starts affecting like all pieces of the whole. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, take care of your whole body, like take care of your mental, take care of um your physical aspects take care you know be mindful of what you're eating and everything's energy like everything that you do and say and you know move through your day with is an energetic transaction like Mm -hmm. money is an energetic transaction so it's like where are you giving your energy away Mm -hmm. and like people don't think about that ever yeah even to just what media you're consuming like what entertainment you're consuming yeah what you're giving out, like, yeah. Where is your energy going? Like, meditate on that <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's something I've recently got into my life. Just like this last year, I've started to take it more seriously. Uh, do you know Rich Roll? Mm-hmm. He's my favorite yeah. like human being. Absolutely. He's an incredible human being. And like everyone he brings on his podcast is just like top notch. Like, well spoken. Yeah, they're, I agree. They're incredible. And I mean, that's his whole thing too, is like health and wellness, especially a big plant-powered guy. Plant-powered guy. And mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I've been wanting to ask you that for a long time, of like the external forces with like the energy work. Just as important, Just honestly. as important. Like when things start manifesting physically on our bodies, that means something's like pretty wrong on the inside. Yeah. So yeah, we're all... We treat things on our bodies and in our bodies like they're like separate from us. But like you have to treat the whole being. Like that is, I just don't know how to emphasize that enough. So yeah. no, energy I'm works a great start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm right with you with like not knowing how to relay it very well. Like I try and share with everybody. I know. I talk about my whoop so often to people. It's sponsored me people probably uh <laughs> hate it They're like oh my gosh he's talking about whoop again but um it is so amazing like watching because every morning you wake up with a recovery score yeah from, like the day before and like last summer it was i'd eat mcdonald's and then go do like 100 miles on a bike sounds about right and, like that's how i was <laughs> surviving but now this year like i'm pretty much just roots and veggies meat if it's cooked for me yeah and I can like ride hard and the next day like I'm recovered awesome. and I'm just like eating well. And it's like, oh, there is actually some truth behind. Yeah. But the thing <laughs> is you can't force that no, on never, anyone. Like people never. have to find it on their own. Yeah. Cause it doesn't make, it doesn't resonate. No so it does. Exactly. <laughs> like once they see it or like feel like they need to make that change in their life. Yeah. It's like last year when people were telling me I need to eat better. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I can ride a lot on fast food. <laughs> People are on their own unique journeys and like you just have to like I'm part of my job is just being that like space holder for them uh-huh. to like come in, share what's happening and like are they ready to do the work? Like I don't know. Can I inspire it a little? Maybe, but yeah, you're not gonna heal if you don't want to. You can't go to someone else, like any external factor. That's not gonna like, heal you. <laughs> with like mental things, like if you know someone who's struggling um, with like depression and they're like pretty bad yeah you know you can well you can't do anything 
Yeah, they have it's to like, get out of that and quiet themselves. Like it's hard to watch in those instances for sure because yeah. it's a little bit more on the outside. Yeah, watching behavior and I mean we all probably know someone. Totally. And, you know, it's like you want to extend that hand, but it's like you and I both like Jordan Peterson. Yeah. And like his quote, like if you reach your hand out and someone's drowning and they put your hand their hands around your neck, like yeah, you're gonna let them drown. And it's not cruel. <laughs> like that's not a cruel thing to do. There's no yeah. reason to have both of you die. Type yeah, of exactly. Metaphor. And yeah, you can. The my biggest thing is like I just want to be like a light in people's mm -hmm. lives. You know, like maybe I can't completely heal them or help them in ways that they want me to, but I can be like that helping hand and be a guiding light and be an inspiration and. I don't know. I feel like light attracts light. So mm -hmm. it's like the more that I've like embodied this feeling, it's like the more people like that are going to be attracted to that. And it's like your community keeps growing outward. Yeah. And it's been really cool to like witness firsthand. I've I've seen. I don't know. It's it's special when you start being like mindful and intentional mm -hmm. and like the way you move through life really matters. So like think about how you're moving. Yeah. It really does. And I'm curious what, um, I guess, have you implemented in like your day-to-day -day life, either from Reiki or like over the years that are like kind of your core values or like yeah. the things that you would, if you wrote a book that was like, hey, like my X amount of things. So, okay. Yeah, I'm a big, like morning routines are like my jam. Okay. Like that's where I thrive. I want to hear it. <laughs> I. Let's What's I'm an early routine? riser by nature, but now that I have my dog, it's like even earlier. So <laughs> I actually have like an entire morning to spend. Um, but yeah, I I start my day with like coffee and journaling. Like that's like, that's the medicine for me. Um, Drip coffee, black coffee. Black just coffee, just no straight sugar, no black cream. coffee. No right. cream, no sugar. All yeah, right. I've been, I been on that black coffee game for a little while yeah. now <laughs> i know it's an acquired taste but yeah once I you start you can't go back so i'm not there yet i can't get into like the sugary breakfast and mornings like that's just i don't want to start my day with like a ton of cream and sugar <laughs> okay but like a black coffee to jump start me is like hey, okay <laughs> um so yeah i like get up early make my coffee and then i like sit and journal um and i'm a huge writer i write every day that's like one of the most healing things for me is do you find like like traditional journaling writing or are you like a google docs type no journals mm -hmm. i fill out like multiple journals a year and i that's have awesome. for years yeah um it's so therapeutic to me so it's just like how i work through things like on my mind it's mm -hmm. It gets them out of my head and like onto a tangible piece of paper and then that way they're not like sitting in my head all day. So I'll do like to-do lists, um, things I need to do that day, things that are like around my mind for the week, um, anything like dreams or just anything that might be sitting up in my head that mm -hmm. just like wants to come out. <laughs> um, and then I do a gratitude list every single morning, which is That's huge amazing. for me. Um, I've been doing that for like 
two years now and it's like, every morning yeah pretty this. much unless it's incredible. like i don't know maybe i'm like out camping yeah. or something but you know like every morning when i'm at home and you know have this ritual gratitude is like the staple piece of my day um, and i would recommend that to anyone it sounds like cheesy when you think of like gratitude journals and like it's like a thing now i feel mm -hmm. like it's kind of trendy but when you're like actually get down to it and you start your day with like the positives and like what do you have in your life and what are you grateful for and you know it could be small things like the bird song outside my window like having like the opportunity to have like fresh hot coffee in front of me like cool mornings like as far as big things like i'm grateful for my life as a whole i'm grateful for my family um and sometimes i repeat the same thing like day after day but it's like it's just a solid reminder for how like the tone of my day like mm -hmm. i'm grateful like life is good it probably yeah it probably just helps keep those things yeah at the front it's like there are incredible things in my life there are yeah beautiful things in my life it helps to like rewire the brain to think positively i was just reading this post on instagram where it was like i can't remember like the exact statistic or number but it was like your brain's more likely to hold on to like negative thought patterns and like let that lead the way but the more that you integrate like positive thinking and like gratitude the more that your brain's gonna like lean that way like mm -hmm. obviously <laughs> but it's just like crazy like your brains are and our bodies are so intelligent so by like having this ritual every single morning it's like that's that's just how i start my day is grateful so gratitude is one of the most healing modalities i would say all right <laughs> It's the morning routine. It's that's the, number one. The, yeah, the secrets in the morning routine. That's the medicine for sure. Okay. Um, the rest of my days, look, it depends on what I'm doing work-wise and like, you yeah. know. But like that's, if one thing like stays the same as far as routine and ritual, it's like, well, I'll have my mornings. <laughs> and to have control over life because life, as we all know, is a right. wild ride. Right. And when they're, you can have control of something, it's yeah. better than... Just one thing. Yeah. Like if you wake up and you have like 10 minutes to get ready and like yeah. you don't consume anything and you're out the door and like you don't know what's going to happen all day. Oh, I have like slowed down immensely since quitting my other jobs in Park City. I just, my days are much more intentional and it's been kind of like freaking me out a little bit because I'm like, wow, I actually have so much time now. Like, what do I do? <laughs> it's a wild thing. Yeah. Because I've just always like worked like six days a week. Like uh -huh. that's been my I've just been grinding. I don't know why. I just like, I like to be busy. Yeah. And so now that I'm like, I have time and space to do more things. I just feel more free now. Now that I'm just working for myself and like doing these trainings and sessions in Salt Lake, it's like my week opened up so much. So yeah, I've just been trying to find, you know, things that really light me up. That's kind of my guiding thought is who and what lights me up and how can I like incorporate that into my life and um, be around those people more because light attracts light and it's just gonna keep going from there. So I've stopped settling for things, I guess. So quitting my job was like a really huge stepping stone and settling things less than my worth. <laughs> All right. So that with that, those things, um, you learned it that way, kind of like landing your mantra of like life. Yeah. And when you initially asked me this question, I was like, 
I actually don't have like a solid mantra that I just like say every day. I feel like it's constantly evolving as I am. As it should be. In my, yeah. yeah. You know. Um, but I think the the biggest thing for me right now is just everything happens for a reason and trusting in divine guidance and your higher self and trusting that the universe is there to provide you with exactly what you need and want at the same time. Um, I think subconsciously we're always like asking the universe for things and we don't realize it and it kind of gives us what we're asking for. Um, kind of like similar to how karma works. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just trusting in the universe and just the, the, the divine like guidance that's above us at all times. It's just letting that lead the way and like intuitively trusting that. And yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think of like what other mantras that go through my mind. I feel like you wouldn't even call them mantras because they're just like constant thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's like exactly what I write down every morning. Yeah. But yeah, life happens. There's like the highs and the lows and you just got to trust it and yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I think it's a, a beautiful place to end it. Cool. So thank you for coming on. It was very enjoyable to catch up again and Thanks. talk about everything Reiki. I'm so happy to be here. I'm honored. All right. Well, thank you again. <laughs> and there it is. Thank you all for listening to the episode. And if anyone is interested in Stella's retreats or booking a Reiki session with her, I'll link her website in the show notes below. Thanks again for being here and uh, talk to you all soon.